Well, good morning. Here we are on Thursday, November, what is it, 19th. We're so glad that you could be with us this morning. Kahori and I are here in our living room, and we're very excited to be with you. And we've had a little bit of technical difficulty this morning, but we're going we're gonna to make it work. Um, had a great time last night with the uh, Thanksgiving Praise and Prayer Night, and I know a lot of you participated online with that. Thank you so much. And uh, it's such, such an important thing for us to tune our hearts um, along with God's heart in terms of Thanksgiving. And so, really thankful for last night. That was a great time. This morning, as I go along in my series on who I am in Christ, I would like to share with you um, this topic. I am united with the Lord and one with Him in spirit. I am united with the Lord and one with Him in spirit. This is the truth of united with Christ, union with Christ. And I want to take us, first of all, to John chapter 14, in which Jesus is talking to His disciples, and He's telling them that He's going away, and that He'll um, not leave them as orphans, but instead will send them the Holy Spirit. And as He's talking about sending them the Holy Spirit, he teaches us a truth, I think, that sometimes we miss the fullness of too quickly when we think, well, that's great, Jesus is leaving, but he's sending the Holy Spirit, so we won't be alone, we'll have the Holy Spirit. But I think what we miss in this passage is we miss his clear teaching on his union with us as Jesus. And so let me read these verses, John 14, 15 through 20. And then I'll make some comments and then take us to some other union, united with Christ verses in the Bible. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Interesting that Jesus says there, I will come to you. He's talking about sending the Holy Spirit, right? And yet he says, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Now that's very interesting. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize, here it is, verse 20, that I am in the Father and you are in me, and I am in you. Well, wait a minute, I thought he was talking about the Holy Spirit being in us. And in three, in three places in this passage, he's teaching, yes, the Holy Spirit's going to be with you, but also, I will be with you through the, through the presence of the Holy Spirit. I think this is a powerful, powerful passage, that the Spirit will be with them forever, right? Um, he will take up residence in our hearts so that we won't be orphans when Jesus is gone. But Jesus purposely blurs the distinction. Listen now. He purposely blurs the distinction between himself and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they are one. He says, I am in the Father. That is, Jesus will be leaving. So he'll be with the Father. Um, and then he says, you are in me. Verse 20 because I am in you, context by the power of the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus has gone to heaven, but he's still here in our hearts by the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
we tend to, I think we tend to separate the, the persons of the Trinity a bit too far sometimes uh, in thinking that God and Jesus are up in heaven and that the Holy Spirit has been left here on earth uh, to indwell us. But Jesus wants us to think about it like He's still with us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit because truly the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Well, in fact, some of the verses in the Bible say that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, right? And so if the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, then when the Holy Spirit is in us, then Christ is in us. The Spirit resides in our hearts, and so Jesus is in our hearts. I just love this. This is, this is just powerful truth for us. Here's another verse that I like, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power, watch this now, through his spirit in your inner being, verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Do you see it? It's the same idea where Paul understands what Jesus taught in that when the Holy Spirit is in our hearts, Christ is in our hearts. Why? Because they're one right? Who's there? Is it Jesus or is it the Holy Spirit? It's both. But we don't really say both because He's one. This is why sometimes we say that we invite Jesus into our hearts, right? This is how we can say that. And so that statement is, is wonderfully true. It's powerfully true that we can invite Jesus into our hearts through the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. Because one of the results, right, of being saved is having having the Holy Spirit in our hearts, right? A permanent indwelling. And so if that's true, if there's a permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, then there's a permanent indwelling of Christ in our hearts based on this truth of union with Christ. He says, you and me and I and you, that's John 14, 20 that we read already, united with Christ, one with Him in spirit. Okay, so we've established that, and there are a lot of Bible verses in the New Testament that uh, reiterate that, and I'll go through a couple more. But let me just stop here for a moment and say, this truth of union with Christ has huge implications for our life, for our behavior, for our actions, and for the way in which we think about ourselves as we go along every hour and every day uh, in, our, in our existence. And here's why. Because if Jesus lives in our hearts, which He does as Christians, if Jesus lives in our hearts, if I am united with Christ and I am one with Him through the presence of the Holy Spirit, then, whatever I do, we do together. This has huge implications. If I'm united with Christ and Christ truly lives in my heart, in my heart, then whatever I do, I take Jesus with me. We do it together, right? This is a huge concept. If I'm at church and I'm rejoicing at church and praising God and worshiping Him at church, this is wonderful. He's with me. Um, we're, we're doing it together in a sense because I'm united with Christ. If I'm if I'm out walking around in the neighborhood and I'm and and I talk to people, Jesus is with me right there. If I go to work, um, when I go to work uh, and I and I do my job and I have my responsibilities, I'm with people. Jesus is right there with me. Right wherever I go, whatever I do, uh, Jesus is with me. But the same is true if I sin. Right? 
if I do something in disobedience to God, Jesus is still there with me. I've taken him into that sin with me. That's a huge concept. Paul picks up on that concept in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And so now I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with me, where he uses this very same reasoning, this very same line of reasoning, which I've just talked about, to encourage the Corinthians to not have sexual immorality. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and I want to read uh, two sections. First of all, verses 15 through 17. Paul says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Why does he say that? Because we're united with Christ, right, as I've been teaching. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. There's that union with Christ truth again in verse 17. He who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. But if the Lord is in you and you're united with Christ, then wherever you go and whatever you do, you're taking Jesus with you. And so Paul says, don't do that. Don't take Jesus with you to go unite with a prostitute. Well, we could broaden that concept even further and say, don't take Jesus with you into any sin, right? Because whenever you sin, that's what you do. And so stop sinning, basically, is what he's saying. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if it's the temple of the Holy Spirit and we're, and the Holy Spirit's presence unites us with Christ, then the body is the temple of Christ. You keep reading here in verse 18. He says, then flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. <laughs> you see, Paul is taking it even one step further than we read in John chapter 14, where we're united with Christ in, in our spirits. Paul is saying, okay, if that's true, then this is also true, that we're united with Christ in our very physical bodies. You see, um, God created us with physical bodies. God loves our physical bodies. He loves the idea of physical bodies. There's nothing inherently wrong about physical. Um, and, when, and when we have a body that includes the physical and includes the spiritual, those things intermingle. You can't, you can't just separate the physical from the spiritual. Um, and so... What, what Paul is saying here is if you're united with Christ in your spirit, then you're also united with Christ in your body. And so don't take your body and go do something sinful and drag Jesus into it. That's what he's saying. It, that's anathema. That's, that's so unholy to think about. And so when I say this changes everything, this concept of union with Christ changes everything in my thinking about my own identity, my own behavior, uh, it truly does motivate me uh, to want to live a more holy life. Because I'm, because uh, I'm, uh, I am uh, welcoming Jesus into my heart. He's in there. I'm, uh, my body is a temple, uh, made to be a wonderful host place for the Holy Spirit and for Jesus. Well, there are a lot of Bible verses about union with Christ. Here's another one that I really love: Ephesians two ten. Um, Ephesians two ten says this. It's very familiar, I'm sure, to you. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We're created in Christ Jesus. 
whenever the the Bible, the New Testament says in Christ or in Christ Jesus, it's referring to this concept of union with Christ. We are in Christ. He is in us. We're united together spiritually. And Paul says, of course, in our bodies as well. Um, whenever the Bible um, alludes to that or teaches that, it's reminding us again and again about the importance of, of realizing our identity is, is together with Christ and His identity. And so here's a question I have. We see, we see all these numerous Bible passages talking about union with Christ. Here's the question that I have, and this is an application question. Here's the challenge question, I guess you could say. Do you truly believe that Christ is actually dwelling inside of you right now through His Spirit, the Spirit of Christ? Do you believe, based on what you understand about the New Testament, do you truly believe that Christ is actually dwelling inside of you right now? Because if you do, it changes everything. You're going to work, Jesus is with you. Uh, you're walking around the neighborhood, talking to people, Jesus is with you, right? You're eating breakfast, you're eating lunch, whatever, Jesus is with you. You're having a conversation with someone, Jesus is with you. He's with you all the time. Do you believe that? How about this? You're having an argument. Jesus is with you. Um, you're, you're about to click on that porno site on the, on the internet. Jesus is with you. you. You gossip about someone in church. Jesus is with you. You see, this changes everything. When you think about it, when you truly understand your identity in Christ, your union with Christ, that Jesus is right there inside of you, that you're living life together, it changes everything. How I understand myself and how I understand my actions in light of, of my union with Christ. Think about that. It's powerful. It motivates me. It truly does. Right? How I think about my choices and my decisions and my very words that come out of my mouth in light of my union with Christ, knowing that Jesus lives right inside of me. It changes everything. For the good. For the good. Because it motivates me uh, to want to be more holy. Because I'm united with Christ. I in Him and He in me walking together every single hour, every single day, together for God's glory. Well, I trust this impresses upon you as it has upon me. And uh, let's just pray for this grace to have a deeper sense of our identity in Christ now that we remember that we're united with Him uh, through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, these are outstanding, wonderful words and truths to know. And so, Father, we stand upon them. We go to your word, we understand them, and now we're motivated, Lord, even more uh, deeply. God, help us to be um, uh, identified with Christ in our lives, in our actions, our behaviors. And give us the grace, Lord. Give us your power, your Holy, your Holy Spirit power and strength, God. We need that every day. And Lord, we thank you that you have given to us uh, our great security in the Lord Jesus Christ. So during a time like this, Lord, we don't need to, um, we don't need to be without joy, Lord. We don't need to be uh, without purpose, uh, Father. These are difficult times, but you have helped us to rise above them uh, through, through understanding who we are in Christ. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, I love you all. Have a great rest of your day. 
and uh, looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning. See you later.